Yo, what's up? It's your boy D'Anthony Turner, man. And I'm rocking with Candy Kisses TV and Michelle C. Retcher. You can follow me on Instagram at the D'Anthony Turner, Facebook, same handles, TikTok, Revmomena. You can catch me each and every Tuesday hosting at Backstage, all right? Or you can catch my uh my web series on Amazon Prime called Decisions. Tap in with your boy. We're doing this thing. You feel me? It's the Jill of all trades, Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses blown away. Candy Kisses TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the food on that bitch. That you sound like Daddy Payne. Hi, this is Kim Cole, and you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talent, baby. Yo, what's up? Bruh, man, from the fifth floor. In the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV. Where my whole girl ain't down. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're doing? I have. And the Candy Kisses TV. I have. It is your girl Michelle C, aka DJ Make a Move, the Jill of all trades, and I'm back with another one like I never left. Now you know what I gotta do each and every time. Gotta threaten you a little bit. Subscribe now. I'm gonna tell you, Mama, act like she done raised you right. And you know how serious I am about my subscriptions. I'm gonna let my fellow Aquarius sister let you know how real it is. I don't wanna fuck nobody up. No, 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 no. button it's free 99 <laughs> so now that we got all the church announcements over we're gonna go ahead and get into this thing let's start it and we are getting it first of all i am bringing another dope talent to the candy kiss fam this man has been rocking stages all over the world he's opened up for some dope names that you all know and love uh ricky smiley david tamla man the boy out here you hear me he, didn't, he wrote plays. He, listen, let me just shut my ass up and get on into it. Give it up for D. Anthony Turner. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, what's up? What's happening? What's up, Michelle? What's going on, sir? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on here. So we finna get in your business just a little bit, just a little rough. <laughs> Come on with it. it. I'm prepared. And the first thing I always ask, you know, writers, comedians, when did you know or what was it that made you say, I want to get into this entertainment industry? Uh, I wanted to get into the entertainment industry young. I mean, I've always been a, a, an inquisitive kid. So I was I was real uh, full of shit, animated. Um, can I say full of shit? I don't know, what's the... I'm going to cut the queen on here. Hey, you can okay, all right, all right, all right. 
<laughs> so, uh, nah, I kind of knew early, man. I fell in love with the love of movies at a young age. And uh, and I always wanted to act, but I always had a sense of humor. And uh, I fell in love with comedy. Uh, well, comedic acting was always my thing. And then I remember watching Def Jam tapes of my parents uh, when they was on VHS. I used to sneak and watch the VHS Def Jam tapes growing up. And I remember seeing Kings of Comedy when I was like 12 or 11. So uh, I think that's when I started saying, okay, I want to do stand-up. But I've always had a love for acting and film. So what was your first stage? Uh, uh, church play. Okay. I did a church play when I was like uh, 11. Um, so my first stage ever was church. Okay. Now, did you was you able to do have some comedy in it or you had to be serious? No, I had comedy, and they actually they picked me to play the devil. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> and uh, so yeah, I had fun when I played the devil for like two, maybe three years in a row with the, with the Christmas play, uh, because I always was outspoken and and goofy, so they always knew I could pull it off. So when I got went to the church and they cast me for it, it just I rocked out and everybody laughed. Now I know that's funny. They're like, oh, we're gonna do this little play. All right, okay, we need a heathen. Okay, nigga, dancing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The church wants to love one another. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's dope. What um when you finally did decide, okay, I want to take this serious and I want to start doing my stand-up. Do you remember your first time on stage as a stand-up comedian? Yeah, I was uh 19 and uh it was a spot in Roswell, Georgia called Lunzell's. It was like 2011. Um, I had just dropped out of school, I had just got kicked out of college, and uh and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start stand-up. And so my dad was like, all right, if you're gonna start it, he set me up with this uh with this with this company. And my cousin was working, they were doing like a variety show. And so they put me down as a comedian. So they're like, if you want to do it, show us that you really want to do it. Uh so I wrote a whole set for like I wrote like a 10-minute set prepared for that. And I had all my family there, my my girl at the time, uh, my brother, my aunties, cousins, parents. So they all showed up, man. And uh I was I I just I, I rocked that motherfucker. I rocked it so good my first time that they asked me to go back and do a second 10-minute set, and I ain't had shit prepared. So I just freestyled and talked about my family the whole time the second time. That, so wait a minute. So you weren't nervous to perform in front of your family? Yeah, hell yeah, I was nervous. I'm, but it was, but I but I was I was more I was more comfortable because it's them. I clown for my family all the time. You know what I'm saying? So they all know how I am. So it was like I, I'm nervous, and I'm still nervous. No matter when or where I get on stage, I'm gonna be nervous. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it was a little easier being in front of the people I always kick shit with. That's the only thing I, I ain't gonna lie. When I started doing comedy, my big like my mom wanted to go. My you know they want to support. It was like, yeah, where's the show? And I was like, I ain't telling you. <laughs> Why? Because it's like for me, it was the like I don't care if strangers judge me, but you care when your family judges you because you know you ain't gonna never stop hearing the judgment. Right? Like, nah, facts. Other niggas, you know, again. But if I go home and you like, man, shit was up there, and then that shit wasn't funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? I gotta hear that for the rest of my what day. singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo, what, what singer what, do? What singer do? Hey, cool. What singer do, cool? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only do, the word do. Do, say, same genre. Do, what? Do, 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 Take off my shoes and relax my feet. Get do, 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 do,
You got your family and they need you there. But I tried to resist being last on your list. But no other girl's gonna do. Order your copy today at singadoo.com. I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up when your folks say, "Yeah, tell me you want to be funny, motherfucker." You ain't funny. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. My family is supportive, but I I'm gonna be real with you. It's not my family. It's my mom. My mm. mom is gonna be like, "Man, I don't know if you should go because what come up come out." Mm. <laughs> but no, no that's that is, crazy. My parents is- are actually big fans, though. They got they try to make as many events. I've been doing it twelve years. My mom, they'll come to the clubs and. If they can and I'm out and I'm doing a show, they come out. They like comedy, though. Like, my parents love comedy. So, like I said, I, I used to sneak and watch their tapes growing up. So, they, they'll fuck around. Is there anything that you are would be nervous to say in front of your parents? Nah, they know me. <laughs> if they come into my show, they know it's, it's no holds barred. I'm getting into it. Uh, so, I mean, they 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 respect the craft and they understand. Um I, I will say stuff on stage that I won't say when I'm, you know, just regularly around my parents. But right. they know if you're coming, you coming. You know what I'm saying? You you know what you're coming to. So they they're prepared for it. <laughs> That's the thing. I had my like the first show I ever. My mom's been in two shows, but the first one I ever let her go to where it was just kind of I'm hosting. I'm doing the majority of stuff uh, was a couple of weeks ago, and I ain't gonna lie. I was nervous to say certain shit around her just because I know how she is. Because I remember the first thing she kept saying was like, why don't you want me to go to the show? She like, you must be up there talking about fucking. And, and I was just like, no, nah, that's not really my thing. It's just, I know when I do get into my thing, you don't know that Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know your baby, your daughter Michelle. You don't know the Michelle that getting your ass. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. I've been full of shit my whole life, so they know. <laughs> <laughs> they already know. Well, we figured out. We, we rocked it out. We had a good time. So what was, out of the years that you've been doing, you've been doing it for a good minute, what is the most memorable time you've ever had on stage? Most memorable time I ever had on stage? Uh, oh, it's been so many. Um, I think one of the most, one of the, okay, I'll say this, and it's not it's not because it's a good time, uh, but it, it made me learn uh, and know I had to study more of my craft. It was my second time on stage, and it's a funny story. The owner of the club that I went and did the first show at, uh, he wanted to hire me to do his weekends, like host, like had like jazz nights and shit. So he wanted me to host it for him because I did so good uh, for the variety show, the talent show. Mm-hmm. So I went back like two weeks later and he was going to offer me a job, $100 a night, uh, Thursday through Sunday. So I went on the Thursday and I'm 19. So it's grown people in the crowd, like 40 and up. So they all in they ready to hear jazz. It ain't my family no more. <laughs> so at this point, you know, I got to go up there and entertain grown motherfuckers. And I'm 19 years old. So uh, I went up there. I did about five minutes and they was not feeling it. I remember somebody in the audience was like, yeah, man, this ain't for you. <laughs> so oh. I got off stage. The owner gave me $20 and said, cool, you know, appreciate it. I ain't never see that nigga again. But that <laughs> that that <laughs> that was a memory for me because it taught me that you have to know your audience. You have to know your crowd and you have to you have to know who you're dealing with. And so from that point on, any stage I went on and every year I tried to adapt and learn that, okay, I could be the same person, but I have to know that I'm, I have to cater to the crowd. Yeah. So I learned that from that and it helped me out throughout my whole career. So then how would you say you navigate that? Cause it's like, okay, you learn that from saying, okay, I didn't really read the crowd, but 
if you were to give somebody advice, like how do you, not necessarily how do you read the crowd, but I guess how do you f finesse or figure out, all right, these, okay, this is an old head, this is, you know, okay, let me figure out what I'm doing. Like what makes you say, all right, this time I had to come to them. You sit and watch, man, and you feel the one thing I tell comics, you know, a lot of comics say, well, you know, I don't like to see other comics. Or I don't like to sit in the room till it's my time to go. I say you got to read the room. You got to sit in there. You got to see who drinking what, who's with who. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to see who's coming in by themselves. How many, you know, you just got to know what kind of people you're dealing with. So you'll know what material to use. And if you should use material, some rooms, they only want you to do material, but you got to know that off gate. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and it's not a comedy city. So off gate, those people ain't coming to laugh. They coming to say, nigga, make me laugh. You get what I'm saying? Right. So coming from a place like that, I learned along early on that you have to engage with the crowd and you got to really get them on your side. So uh, yeah. I, I would say, man, you just got to you got to learn people. It's, it's, it's school. It's class. You got to know people in, in this profession we in uh, because you want to entertain them. You can't entertain people you don't know. True. Like I would say, out of out of all the rooms that I've done, because a lot of people, a lot of comics will say, "Well, you know, stay away from the bar scenes or whatever. That's not really no comedy. You need to go to a comedy club, or whatever." And I understand what they mean because if you go to a comedy stage, you're set up for comedy, mm -hmm. so you don't win if this because you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. But bars are a little bit harder because, like you said, you have to read the room. You gotta whatever. And I've done bars that's been fine, but there was one particular bar I went to, and I was just like. Why am I what? And I felt bad because it's like I don't I know the type of car like crowd it was. It's like this is one of them where you just need to talk shit to them. But mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm getting paid for this. I feel like I need to do material because I'm getting paid for. I don't feel like it would have been fair to freestyle some shit if I'm getting paid. But then looking back, I was like, man, I should just freestyle this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the job is to make them laugh, regardless of how you do it. And I feel like the freestyle teaches you, and you get jokes from it. Like yeah. I host a lot and I get a lot of jokes from just freestyling and going off the limb and and and, and talking about shit as topics or, or whatever's going on. So those rooms are built for your confidence. That's what I've learned. Um, and I read Kevin Hart's book, his first book he ever had out. Um, he talked about being in his room where they used to throw shit on stage at you. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was like, man, you know, I was nervous. He was like, but killing that room to where he was probably the first person in that room to get a standing ovation and he just had to fuck with the people and learn you have to know how to be well-rounded as a comic you know what i'm saying because before you yeah. can get to the marinas and shit you got to know how to deal with them people because them the type of people that you want to come to buy tickets you want yeah. the people that'll go to the bars and the people that go to the comedy clubs to buy tickets when you come around that's how you sell out arenas uh so you just got to learn to adapt man and you got to learn not to be scared of any room even if it's People who go into the bars only. I tell them all the time, you got to go to the comedy clubs. You got to go to the white rooms. You have to know how to work everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, that's the thing. I'm so used to not fucking with people. Like, mm. I'll fuck with you if you fuck with me. But I'm not one of them people that's going to intentionally go out of my way to fuck with you. That's why right. I'm just like, I go up here and do my material. I, I, it's, even though it's fun, it's like a job to me. Do your job, go home. Right, right, right. Come on, nigga, you got to do crowd work. Whatever. I'm like, I don't mind doing crowd work, but... I just know me. If I do too much crowd work, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the beaten path. I'm gonna start talking about the shit. Like we are gonna have a conversation over here versus focus on what the fuck I'm trying to do. So true, I'm, at, I'm at that stage of, you know, I, I don't mind fuck with the crowd, but I don't want to fuck with y'all too much. <laughs> yeah, work that material. I feel it. I mean, you go there to work material most of the time. So if 
always if you go in somewhere and you gotta say so, okay i'm working this this is what i'm working go through it but you gotta know what rooms to go work that shit at some rooms you ain't gonna work your material in because they ain't gonna give a fuck <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. yeah you gotta know where to go to work your material and where to go just to fuck around because i look i ain't gonna lie I, one of my friends i ain't putting them out there like that because it'll be bad but i've seen him do do a room that was not necessarily his demographic as far Mm. as the type of comedy he does and in the middle he said he was like man fuck y'all and walked off (laughs) 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 you don't know defeat you but okay (laughs) yeah you can't let them fuck your self-esteem up they'll do it oh they fucked him all the way up (laughs) 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 like god damn nigga you mad ain't you Moving on. He said, "Fuck yeah!" As a comedian, you do have to be a dope writer. When did you know you were a dope writer? Um, English was my favorite uh, subject in school mm-hmm. and college. That's I, I majored in broadcast. I minored in theater, and I took a lot of writing classes. So I've always had a gift and love to write. I did poetry in school. Uh, so I used to write a lot. Of, yeah, I used to write a lot of poetry and, and R and B music. I used to write for a lot of singers uh, when I was in school. A lot of you know how people want to sing and rap and do this shit. I used to write a lot then. So um, when I started doing comedy, I started getting cast in a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. And then I started just developing another love. I started writing full scenes out. And like I said, I always wanted to get into acting and I always wrote down jokes, but I never wanted to be the person that's only do one thing, I guess. So I said, okay, let me try this. And I always wanted to try it. So. I, I, when I wrote my first web series, I think people was like, nigga, that's dope. And I went on from that to write a play. And then I realized, okay, nigga, you really got a gift with this writing. It's not just something you like. It's a gift. And if God gives you a gift, you got to use it. Let me find out we cousins. <laughs> when I started, for real, for real, when I, before I even got into like the comedy field, I started with poetry. I mm. started music. I wrote for artists before. Like That's literally writing yeah. what I didn't realize what I was doing was a thing. I just thought it was just something that I like to do. Right. You never know. You can do some shit with this. Yeah. <laughs> like one of my business partners, I actually met him because he's a producer and I used mm. to write songs for his artists. And you know, it just shit just happens. So and people don't even know this music started a lot. Like I'm I'm a big music fanatic. I love music. I worked in the radio for three years. Okay. Uh I used to write a lot of music. And then the the decisions, the a series I got on Prime is about music. So even though I love comedy and acting, I, I'm a music head. That's me, time. Listen, next time you got some music oriented, nigga, hey. I got Guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. <laughs> Get it right. Keep it tight. Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today. Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can't be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs.
No, for real, for real. Like my dad was a musician. My mom's a she. Like everybody in my family is industry some kind of way. Whether it's you know being a videographer, or, but my dad was in a group called the um, Endeavors back in the day mm. or whatever. But yeah, like this music has always been our thing. So it's just just crazy how I'm using it in different ways, or whatever. But yeah, music is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What is the ultimate goal in the entertainment industry? So what do you want to do with your platform? Um, honestly, I want to, at this point, I mean, I really just want to inspire. I think it's changed over the years because like I said, I started at 19, I'll be 32 next week. Um, so when I first started, I always wanted to, and I still kind of do, you know, you want to be the best at everything. I wanted to be the best actor. I want to be the best comedian. I want to go out there and make sure that my name is in households. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to do that. But at this point in my life and, and the career I had, I'm I'm blessed with where I've been and what I've been able to do. And uh, and I know people say it all the time, but I really mean if, if God don't bless me in another uh, with another role or whatever, I'm happy with where my careers went. And uh, I think as long as I can inspire somebody to be that next, if I could say the right thing or if the next Bernie Mac or Kevin Hart could say, man, I remember DeAnthony Turner, I just, that's that's really where I'm at with it at this point, man. I just want to be able to inspire somebody. Cause you know, and what's dope about it too, because I, I did remember you mentioned um broadcasting. I went to school for broadcasting, school for work for Vino 313, okay. All that. Mm. So it's like it's just funny how, like I said, music will put you in so many different things. Right. So that being said, because I know you said you worked with Ricky Smiley before. Was that did you meet him in the radio field or did you just meet him in comedy or uh, nah, Ricky is probably the longest person I've ever worked with. I met him in 2013 dealing with comedy. Uh, he came to Montgomery and uh, and a promoter was looking for somebody to open up for him. And, uh, you know, I was living in Montgomery at the time and uh, somebody told him about me. And I had been doing comedy two years, I actually just had moved back to Montgomery a year before because I started in Atlanta. Okay. So they hit me up and I had to audition for it. And he told me to do 10 minutes clean. I never done clean set. Uh, so I had to do a 10 minute clean in front of the show. And I, man, I had to go and really write. I had two days to do it because they were like two days. Right, you open up for Ricky, come up with some clean shit. Bye. Uh, but I did it, man. I ripped it. And from that moment, there was another promoter there who ended up booking me to host for six months with David and Tamla Man uh, based off of doing clean in. Um, and then after I got off that tour, uh, the other promoter came back and I started doing more dates with Ricky. Uh, so that's how that came. And when I got on the radio, me and him got closer than we was when I did comedy with him. Cause I got on the radio in 2017 and, uh, his, uh, morning show was on the show, the station that I worked with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he used to come in town and we used to do a lot together then. So that's how we got close. We weren't really close when I was doing comedy for him, but, yeah. uh, radio really got us closer. That's pretty dope. Now, one thing, a lot of comedians are upcoming new comedians. They be like, well, why I got to do clean or whatever? But let's be real. That clean be paying the bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to turn down no money. If you're a comic and somebody say, can you do clean? You don't want to say, no, nah, I don't fuck with that. Because you didn't miss yeah. the check. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Let me ask you, do you find, did you find it more difficult to do clean? Or you just like, all right, we just ride around it. Um, At the time, I was trying to figure a way to still be me and do clean. Mm -hmm. and uh and, and and at first i overthought it but then i was like man these church people want to laugh at the same shit everybody else laugh at you just got to find a way to bring it to them that is not disrespectful right. uh so when i when i realized that 
I used to do some of my same material just in a different way and use different verbiage and it'll go over just the same. So yeah. after a while it became easy, second nature. Um, I still do clean stuff. I don't do as much as I did when I was doing the David and Tamla Man tour. Uh, mm-hmm. cause when I started back touring Ricky Smiley, I ain't have to be clean no more. Even right. the facial I did with him, he made me be clean, but everybody else was on that motherfucker going crazy. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? No, like, that ain't fair, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was to test me. I'm 21 at the time, so he wanted to see, you know, could you could you do it? Uh, yeah. And so I respect that. And I, like I said, I got the David and Tamla Man gig off of that. So the I don't regret thing, it. I, when I first did my clean set, because my thing is this. I think, like you said, sometimes when people will tell you to do clean, you overthink it. Mm-hmm. And when, like, I got booked for a clean show, I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And I thought about it. I was like, well, wait a minute. I cuss a lot, but it's just not, it's not my punchline. Mm-hmm. It's just my seasoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, okay, but I thought about like, I just gotta make a little bland. All right, bet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. <laughs> it worked out, so I'm like, it you know. still works out. Yep. As long as the punchline still there, you ain't gotta worry about. It. A lot of people cuss anyway. It just be some pointless shit. So if, right. if 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 your cussing is pointless, it's 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 easy to take it out now. If your cussing is your punchline, like if you got a Bernie Mac joke for motherfucker, you probably just wouldn't do that one for the church. <laughs> but. Uh, Sucker, but I mean, they you know they get the point, whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, this certain stuff like I don't, I'm not. Most of my material is not. I don't really do dirty and raunchy stuff anyway. If I mm. do say something that's a little risque, I touch on it and I'm out of there. Like I'm not gonna make a whole scene about it. It's this right. Like, this is what I want to say. I'm done with that. Moving on. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I didn't got, I didn't got risque a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, it's. I talk about a lot of stuff. I, I I try to put my mind on into stuff and my mindset on topics in today's world. And I've learned in comedy uh, to stay true because in, in the climate we're in, with a lot of people stealing and trying to take material and re, you know revamping material, I try to keep all my material so close to my heart and, and my home and, and true life that you know it's hard for anybody to say, "Oh man, he nah." I got receipts on everything I tell because it's damn near the truth. How do you like with that being said, how do you go about protecting your stuff? Like, for example, like I've heard a lot of comics say they'll record all their sets and they'll like upload it to YouTube, but not put it out there, but upload it just for like a, a timestamp. Just, you know, prove that nigga, I said this first. Um, I got a lot of footage out there of different stuff. Uh, not not because I do it on purpose, uh, just because, you know, people record or I record and I just put stuff out. But uh, I never really worried about it. Um. I never really thought too deep into it about, you know, somebody might steal this or whatever. I just, like I said, I just do my material. I do what I do. And people who know me, people who see my material, they know my material. Uh, And and I'm so good at at flowing and freestyling also that it's hard to take my shit because you never know, you know what I'm saying, what I'm going to do or when I'm going to do it. And and I've had instances where people steal it. Uh, I ain't gonna say still. I've had instances where people take stuff I've done, retried to revamp it, and I got calls. Man, you know this motherfucker that I... But... uh, Hey, I'm a writer. I charge it to the game. You know what I'm saying? I keep it pushing. You know, I ain't finna fight about no joke. It's more jokes out there. You ain't lying. And <laughs> like what you can't do, you can't be me. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. You know, me, nigga, so. <laughs> yeah, you can say it all you want. It ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna hit the same. Move it or oh, let me get into your your culture. Who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? Ah, favorite rapper, dead or alive, or period. It don't matter, period. Uh, Lil Wayne is my favorite rapper. Okay. Um, 
I grew up on Wayne. Wayne is one of the most lyrical, uh, and he's from the South. A lot of people like to give it to Jay-Z, which, of course, Jay-Z has credit of being very lyrical, even Biggie. Uh, but Wayne started at a very young age and dominated for, for decades. Uh, he had a, he had hits in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Like, this man has been dominating the scene, and he got me from youth to grown. Um, so Wayne is definitely one of the most lyrical and uh, versatile artists to me as far as rap. Singers. Yeah. Except for the Nigerian hair, I was good. Except for the Nigerian hair. Yeah, that's what made me like, okay, I'm a believer. That nigga, like, of all things you could have said, tougher than Nigerian hair. Okay. Oh yeah, motherfucker, (laughs) come on, this man's this man's catalog and his wordplay is is topped by nothing. It's top tier. Um, you might get mad at me when I say my favorite singer. I don't care. R. Kelly's still the R&B king to me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't condone shit Robert do. But R. Kelly, that music, you can't take nothing from him, man. Uh, his penmanship, his voice is just, he's hes on another level, and you can't take that from him. Let me tell you something. When people say, well, nah, I know y'all cancel R. Kelly. Look, I ain't got no kids. I, they ain't about right. me. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. that old 2 whatever the album is, the one with I Don't Mean It on there, that was my shit. Man. I, like, look, I, I know he, 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 he need help. But what he don't need help in is the music direction because that nigga is a genius when it comes to that music. You know what I mean? Man is dope, man. And I feel like he should do he just he still deserves his flowers. Cause I'm gonna tell you the truth. The one reason I'm not so hell bent on it is because I remember being in high school 15. <laughs> you just heard anything. When you see you do this flower, like he get all his flowers at the nursery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I remember being young, 15, 14, trying to holler at these girls and these niggas 25, 26, picking them up and donks and shit. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? Like, I mean, that's that was the culture. And even in the industry, uh, Jay-Z with Foxy Brown, you know what I'm saying? Elvis. Uh, like, there's a lot of artists that is just the culture thing. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but it's not right. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's a culture it's thing. And a lot of these parents knew about it. So yeah. I feel like once you start indicting one, you should start throwing indictments all over the fucking board. This is true. Wait a minute. So you said Foxy Brown and Jay Z. So Foxy was young. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You never heard about that. No. Nah. I think Foxy Brown was like fifteen with her and Jay Z. Just look it up. Like she she came out and said, you know, her and Jay Z had dealings when she was still young. He was in his twenties. She was still in her teens. Oh wow. Yeah. That's like it's a lot of shit, man. Mm. It's a crazy industry. Keeping it in industry, a lot of men always tell me who they favorite, you know, comic is, and it's always a male comic. Who is your favorite female comedian? Uh, female comedian, some more. Okay. I love some more's penmanship, some more, some more's timing, and her her thought process to come up with a joke is 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 off the charts, man. Um, I like Monique. I like uh, I love Wanda Sykes, but Nah, Samoa is unmatched. If you ever listen to her specials, watch them and, and pay attention. That that girl comes up with some shit. Yeah. So I really, I really like her. I love her style. You know who I feel like is slept on as far as female comedians? Who? Dominique. Okay, I can see why you say that. That she tickles me. You hear me? Nah, nah, she definitely funny. <laughs> uh, I seen Dominique. Um, when was it? I got a chance to see her live. And uh, I think I want to say Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
it was a while ago, but now nah, she rocks the fucking crowd, though. She does her thing. Uh, it's just, I don't know. She just some more is just, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm big on I'm big on unexpected comedy. Like I'm not expecting you to the, the, for you to take your twist with certain shit in your mindset. So some more. Let's not get twisted. Samora is definitely a beast, of course. I mean, oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. out of the female comedians, I like that is most people's top. You know, ten, yeah. twenty, whatever. So yeah, I'm not not discrediting her. I'm just saying for me, I feel like people for sure. Week. <laughs> for sure, I feel it. <laughs> so we are moving on. What is one challenge you had to face in the industry and how did you overcome it? Um, worrying about people booking you for projects uh, as far as acting. Um, I had an agent for five years and when COVID hit, my agent dropped me. Uh, and I, and, and, and no, no shade to them side of the people's store. I, I've got great work through them, but it was like for a while, trying to get another agent, which I do now, but before I did, trying to book another agent and worrying about that far as my acting career, I just had to realize that that doesn't define you. The agent doesn't. And that's when I went on and shot my own stuff and yeah. I produced my, a lot of my own projects. And even though I got an agent now, every project I've done since 2020, I've, I've produced myself, I've written myself, I funded, I put on, and it's, 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 probably the best thing ever happened to me and i made more money doing it that way um yep. <laughs> uh, you can't i've learned you can't wait on people to book you you got to book yourself and that's something i learned with comedy but with acting i had to learn it like like i said i was in montgomery so where i'm from there's not a comedy club so it's not a comedy based place so we want to do a show we threw shows unless you know you got your big names come every now and then you know your mike Epps, your s'mores your earthquakes they come through every now and then but if you want comedy on a regular, we threw a lot of on shows. So I'm producing a lot of my stuff and I'm paying other comics from Atlanta or wherever, Chicago to come to Montgomery while I host a feature. Uh, so I had to have that same mindset with the acting. Yeah. Uh, you can't wait on people to book you. You got to book yourself sometime because if you wait on people to put you on, you will never make money. And don't let's be real. Don't it feel better once you accomplish it yourself? Facts. <laughs> so, that's the one thing people were telling me like as i'm you know and you know doing the industry stuff i've i've been an entrepreneur for 18 years so it's like it's hard for me to beg for stage time when i could just create my own stage mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm like it's you ain't never see me begging for i'll ask you if you say no cool on to the next shit i'm it's not right. that deep to me like i see so many comedians get turned away well they ain't booking me into that but you're just as capable of, as they are do your own shit why are you worried about them <laughs> hey man, you got to like, like I said, man. A lot of comics I knew, I met growing up, was people I booked. I used to book a lot of comics from Atlanta, people I knew already. Then I got turned on to a lot of people that I used to bring to Montgomery when I throw shows, and that's how I developed my 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 craft. And then from doing that, like I said, I started getting picked to be on big shows that came through the city. Uh, and then that just, my it, my career just did what it did. I got on the radio because of it. You can't go ahead. Now, I was just saying you can't you can't you can't allow people to define your craft and your worth. You got to go out there and do it and show them what you got without them. And that's what's going to make people want to say, OK, let me fuck with this cat. OK, so with that being said, what inspired because a play is not no hard feat. Oh, no. <laughs> what made you sit down and say, I'm going to do this goddamn play. Uh, the first time I ever did it was in 2014. Um, and it was because I. I was doing shows from like 2012 to 2014. I was writing hella show comedy shows. We was doing a lot. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, 
I was acting in plays, but I wanted to I wanted to do my own. Like I said, every year I always said when I first started this, I always say every year I wanted to one up myself. So I, I never wanted to be doing the same thing each year. So 2014 came. Well, actually, in the 2013 is when I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Then uh, 2014 came. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dobie. He used to be signed with Grand Hustle. Uh, he died. He's from Montgomery, Alabama. He was RTI's first artist. Was uh, he a big dude? Yeah, big dude. Had a patch over his eye. Uh, yeah. It was Tip's first artist, and he was from my hometown. Me and him were tight. And uh, he got killed a couple of days before New Year's, 2013. So when I wrote my play, Am I My Brother's Keeper, it, it had a lot to do with that and, and, and just black men and circumstances. Uh, and I just was on a writing friends and I finished it. And in 2014, I decided to put it on and and I took what I knew from being in plays. Uh, and when I did it, man, it was received. And from that moment, I just started doing more of them and, and touring with it. And I learned as I go. Uh, and it's not easy at all. But if you love what you're doing, you know, the gratification comes from the audience feeling something from it. Right. So yeah. I, that yeah. writing, like you, you got, like I got a, I got about two movies that mm. I want to do, but the script writing, I'm just like, nigga, I got the beginning, the middle, the end, the whole, the moral, the story. I got all that. But who got time to sit and write each line for each person? <laughs> that shit? Like, nigga, this the concept. Go for it. <laughs> hey, they got AI now. You can use that AI for that shit now. Let me tell you something. That AI so gangster. So I don't know. Like, I know you know Rodney or whatever, and he was talking yeah. about how he so I did exactly what he did on his show. I was like, let me look up, let me let me put my my movie scenario in it and just see what it comes up with. These niggas gave me the characters' quirks. It told me what they was doing. It named the name name of the movie. Mm. I got a name for the movie, but they named the movie just in case I didn't have a name. <laughs> this AI shit is crazy. Now I don't know if it's gonna write your whole script, but it it show gave me a one sheet. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, they, it's there for a reason, man. I use it. I think that's why people in the, the strike is so crazy right now, too, uh, because, you know, people out there in California, man, they're trying to get their pay and, and yeah. they're trying to push people out with a lot of this AI stuff. So it's a lot going on in that whole industry right now, man. So I just prayers to the, uh, the SAG people, yeah. uh, anybody who's SAG right now. Um, I've been SAG eligible for years. I never went SAG. I still like doing independent projects. Uh, I, but I got a lot of people who are industry. I got a lot of people and friends who are SAG. So just prayers to all them going through all that crazy shit right now, man. Well, that's that's the one question I always had. And I wondered about SAG because, like, I know I'm makeup artistry, and and you you have to get into that too. But I never went to the full because there's so much stuff that you got. You got to have this many hours. I'm like, right, right. Because. <laughs> Like I got the skill set. Like I said, I've been 18 years in the game. Like, figure it out. But what is the downfall by being SAG? Is it just that you can't take independent and that's it? You can't take any independent work. This is what I'll say about being SAG. If you're gonna go SAG, do it when you're in demand. Because first off, there's a certain pay you gotta have, which is good. Uh then you 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 have certain rules, you gotta work a certain amount of hours, which is like it's it's good for the actors who are like uh Blair Underwood or Denzel, you know what I'm saying? People are union because they're gonna be in demand. People like me, I still want to do the independent stuff. I, I'm not in demand yet. So I don't want to go sag and, and miss out on opportunities that could be something. You get what I'm saying? 
So by like, saying it's almost like having a work permit, like you know, when you're 14, you can only certain work a certain amount of hours. Yeah, yeah. But they protect their people, they protect them. Like SAG isn't a bad thing, but I, I feel like it's it should only happen when when you're working, you're in your bag, you got a demand, and you say, Okay, let me go and go with SAG now and the union can protect me and I, I'm I'm getting to work. But uh no, nah, I've been eligible for years and I just never went. Okay. Hey, you got to do what works for you. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy independent work, man. I ain't a problem with it. So before we get to our fun segments, I would like to ask, who is one entrepreneur that you admire and why? Entrepreneur? My dad. Okay. Um, my dad is probably, not, not even probably, he's one of the, the most hardworking man I've ever seen do what he do, coming from nothing. Uh, my dad come from a house of 14 brothers and sisters, uh, mm. four-bedroom house, you know, in Montgomery on the west side. Uh, and he was the baby. So I watched him deal with life, man, and, and build his own businesses, retire from the fire department, have his own landscaping business, take care of four kids, a wife, uh, move to, to great neighborhoods, make sure that we all had what we needed. Like I watched this man do amazing things and still to this day uh, do for his grandkids. Like it's, it's just, it's, to me, he's a true testament of a black man uh, not taking no for an answer and going out and getting it on his own. So, and I feel like that's why it's so in much in me and my brothers because of what we've seen with my father. So, I, I definitely salute him. Well, shouts out to them real daddies because there's a lot of daddies <laughs> out there. It's a lot of niggas that's daddies because they got babies, but they ain't doing what they got to do. No, so facts, shout out to the real daddies. Facts, because <laughs> your kids are watching. That's one thing I tell everybody. It ain't about what you teach them; it's about what they watching you do. So, uh, and that goes for men and women, fathers and mothers. Uh, the kids are gonna listen to what you're saying, but they're also gonna watch what you're doing. So, always be mindful of that. Well, now we get into the good stuff. Now, not that the other stuff wasn't good, but we're gonna get into the good stuff. We're going to our first segment, which is Kiss or Diss. Kiss or Diss. Precious name. Well, I'm gonna name different celebrity crushes. You're gonna decide who you kiss and who you diss. All right, let's do it. We got Regina Hall or Holly Berry. Who you kissing? Who you kissing? See, why you had to pick two bad men? Uh, I don't, I don't want to diss neither one, though. I don't want to diss. I, I got to. All right. All right. I would probably kiss Regina Hall, diss Halle. Okay. Only because Regina, so I fucking love Regina. I love her attitude. And she's funny, too. As hell. I love that. I love <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taraji P. Henson or Lisa Ray? Who you kissing? Who you did? I'm kissing Taraji. I'm dissing Lisa Ray. Taraji's my crush. I don't give a damn. Taraji's okay. been my celebrity crush since baby boy. I just oh, love wow. Taraji. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be difficult. All right, last one. Shirley from What's Happening or Florida Evans of Good Times? Who you kissing? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, I kiss Shirley from What's Happening. I okay. <laughs> hey, I diss Florida Evans because she was just one like, she ain't really all that as a mama. I mean, neither one of them had no neck, so I mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but still, you know. <laughs> I can deal with Florida Evans. All right, we'll move on to I like white people too much. Well, that's the dumbest <laughs> questions. She like mod, so yeah. <laughs> all right, first one. What's the worst job you ever had? Work Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, wow. I fucking hated it. I was 
16 in high school and I hate it because they used to always put me in the fucking Chucky suit. <laughs> and like, man, I'm in the kids' parties, they having a dance and shit. Kids bad as hell. I said, God damn. When you doing the regular Chucky dances, are you was ticking and shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, no, I was I was doing all kind of shit. When I was 16, we was doing like lean with it, rock with it, and shit like that. So we was doing all kind of dances, but nah, man. That was probably the worst job I ever had. And I've had a lot of jobs, but oh. Chuck, e, Chuck E. Cheese probably was when I'm like, nah. I did it for I like three never, months and I left. <laughs> I ain't never seen Mr. Chucky do the stanky leg. You was out here doing the stanky leg. <laughs> like a mom, like, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the stanky leg like here. <laughs> All right. If you could east side stomp on anyone in your past that you know personally with no consequences, who would it be? East side stomp on anyone in my past mm -hmm. with no consequences. Yep. Uh probably my old boss. Okay. My old boss. I would east side stomp all up that motherfucker forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wouldn't give a damn. Uh, what job was that? Uh, it was one of my bosses at uh, the Trap Music Museum. I ain't gonna name which one, but okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> You said I ain't gonna incriminate myself. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a nigga in the trap. You being like, nigga, try me again if you want to. See what happens. <laughs> All right, we are moving on. What's the craziest thing you ever done to get a female's attention? Ah, uh, craziest thing I've ever done to get a female's attention. Wow. I done some wild shit. Honestly, you know, for real, a lot of females come to me. I ain't never really been, I ain't never really had to do a lot of crazy shit uh, in, in, my, in life. A lot of it, a lot of a lot of females have come to me. I, uh, I'm trying to think of the craziest thing I had to do. It's probably not been nothing that crazy. I've seen females do crazy shit. <laughs> You've been pimping since been pimping. You ain't had to do nothing. Nah, man, I just, I, I don't think I had to do nothing crazy. I'll say one thing. Uh, my wife, uh, this before we were married, we was uh, separated. We had broke up and we weren't talking for a while. And I remember she had a boyfriend and I called her one day and she was telling me, you know, she got a dude. And I said, we well, look, I, I know you got a guy and I ain't trying to break that up right now, but I just want him to know that you still going to be my wife one day. And I hung up the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then she ended up being my wife one day. <laughs> hey, manifest. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. My God is set up. Yeah, that, I, I wouldn't worry about that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ooh, what's one embarrassing moment from your childhood that you're willing to share? Embarrassing moment from my childhood. Um that uh that uh I remember my, my pops, man. I was in junior high school. Uh I forgot I got suspended from school for maybe fighting or whatever. And uh, I was in my in my neighborhood, and uh, my pops pulled up, made me go outside, had a big ass fucking like it was it was I would say a switch just for the sake of the uh, <laughs> police. Uh, but uh, nah, he whooped my ass outside, man, in front of every fucking body. So mm. I was like, nigga, yeah, I ain't like him back then. <laughs> that's the worst thing. Like, it's one thing to get you know get whooped, but like whoop me in private, nigga. Don't be publicly whooping my ass. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. This shouldn't even be legal. 
right. Oh, okay. We got two more. We moved on to the next one. If you could create a lame superhero, what would be their name be and what would be their lame superpower? A lame superhero? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lame superhero. It would be somebody that could... What would a lame nigga do? Uh, probably somebody who could uh read women's minds. Okay. I create a, I call them uh, I call them the bitch readers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, because you got to be some lame nigga to want to know what women thinking all day. Because I, I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you thinking. Or, or, or you could be a player. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> women think too much. It is true. I'm thinking about other shit right now. <laughs> you talking about all right. <laughs> Name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. That I would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I would purchase a tampon. Okay. <laughs> uh, a tampon. A Plan B. Okay. Um. In a Dr. Seuss book at the same time. Okay. Yeah, well, she no. might be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you with the plan being a tampon, but the, okay. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we are moving on to GMG. That stands for what grinds your gangster. Name one of your pet peeves. Uh, m- motherfuckers who talk too much and don't listen. I would I would walk out of a conversation away from a motherfucker who just keeps does this and don't want to listen. Um, that's one thing that that that's a pet peeve of mine. Also, liars. I hate a lying motherfucker. If I know you lying, just tell me to be straight up with me. I'm gonna be honest with you. You be honest with me. Don't you ain't gotta lie. Yeah. I can respect the, I can respect you more if you straight up honest, one hundred percent. That goes for. Everybody, workers, jobs, friends, relationships, just be straight up. I don't got time for all that bullshit. Facts. I can't stand that's my pet peeve with my, a liar showing up. I can't stand because at certain time, like, nigga, we grown. Like, right. What's, what's the point? <laughs> what the fuck you lying about? So we are moving on to our fan favorite, which is Opera That Thing Out. Ah. One song, any song that you know at least one full verse to. And you got to sing it in your best opera voice. It could be rap. It could be a nurse's rhyme. It could be anything. Well, give me a, you do do an opera voice for me so I can imitate it. Come on, give me a good, me a good opera voice. I've been trying to pull me in. No, nah, because I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I ain't never sung opera before. That's okay. it. That's it. That's all you give it. It's your time. Um, opera. All right, let me see what song I could do. Okay, I'm gonna do some R. Kelly. <clears throat> All right, now let me make sure I know how to opera this shit. Oh, lovely. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm standing here looking in the mirror, saying damn to myself. <laughs> I should have known the day would come when she would find somebody else. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's okay. it. That's it. You had to hit him with the different octaves. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I do this, you know, I do this shit. 
We are moving on to our game, Singer Do. Now, Singer Do is a family friendly game that all can play. It's a music game. Mm. And what you're doing, you're singing the melody of the song, but you can only use the word do. So okay. I'm going to a couple, and then I'm going to let you guess, and then I'm going to put the cards up so you can um, pick a song, and I'm going to guess, and then we're going to be out of here. I bet. All right. So we got R&B, hip hop, we got country rock, we got TV themes, uh, old school, party and dances. I'm going to do hip hop and R&B. Okay. Do, 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 do. You don't know? Hold on. Keep doing it. Keep going. Do it again. All right. Let me do it from the beat. Do, 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 do. Do 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 Come on, nigga! I don't. You fucking me up. Big pimpin', spin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, we're doing Jay Z and shit. I couldn't. All right, all right. Let me try. Let's see. Okay, R and B. Do 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 do. You can sing a little bit too, gang. I hear you. <laughs> Hold on, I got you. I know it. I think about you on it. I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. I can, you, you, at least you knew the lyrics. So. Baby, 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 baby. Brandy. Is that TLC? No, Brandy. What the fuck is that Brandy? Okay, one of them. Hey. I'm All sorry. Right. You better know this one. Hold on, let me see. And... Do 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 be throwing a nigga off. <laughs> that that will make it hard. <laughs> Let's see. Um, no, that's coming too hard. Let me see. Okay, hip hop. Do do do. Baby, I got your money. Got your money. Why you know the nigga song? But you ain't know the I'm old dirty bass. I'm old school nigga. I know old dirty bass. I'ma hold the card up to the camera. Once you pick a song, let me know and I'll put it down. I'm gonna try to guess. All right. Let me know if I need to move it or anything. Um what does it say? Hold on. I need to move it up, down. No, 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 no. Move it back some. I'm kind of see who the artist is, so I make sure I know it. Pull it in. All right, pull it in. Pull it in, pull it in, pull it in, pull it in. All right, bet. Okay. You ready? Yep. Do, 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 do. What's the name of love? Supreme. Yeah, you got that one, motherfucker. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, come on, come, come, come to me a little bit. All right, all right. Lift it up, lift it up. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. Ah, I don't know which one of them I want to do. I want to do both of them. Ah. Okay, do all the first one, and then let's save the last one for the next one. And then all right, bet, bet, bet. All right, all right. Let me do that one first then. Let me remember how that shit go. All right. Do, 
Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> Hold on. Let me make sure I got the beat right. R&B. It's R&B. Okay. Is uh just friends? Uh uh. Do 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 do. Shalomar, for the lover in you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. No, you didn't. Yes, I, yes, I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I mean, all your notes was one note. It wasn't no... Well, because I just kept doing that part over and over. <laughs> <laughs> you full of shit. Right, I'm what's telling the, you right now. What's the name of it? Are you ready? Yep. All right. Dun dun that is how you play Stick and Do. If anybody's interested, you can get it at stickanddo.com because we got the holidays coming up, Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Labor, all that good stuff. There's plenty of fun for the family and friends. Stick and Do. I'm definitely going to fuck with that one. That shit was fun. That has been our episode. So, first of all, let me get your tag up there. Make sure you are following D. Anthony. If you got yes, merch, right. if you got shows, whatever you got going on, let the people know right now. Ah, uh, for sure, man. Look, first off, follow me right there on Instagram, man. Um, Facebook, all the same thing. I got shows coming up every Tuesday. I got a show at Backstage. You can come pull up. Me and Janet Dollar, we host uh, Tuesdays. Uh, Old National. If you don't know what Backstage, Old National in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we turn up every Tuesday at nine o'clock. If you're a comic, and you want to go up, pull the fuck up. Uh, we do like four guest spots before we do the headliner. Um. Right now, I got a movie on the way out uh, called The Spy That Killed Me. Uh, the trailer should be released in a couple months. About, a, about October, the trailer should come out. The movie should come out at the end of the year. So stay tuned for that with Darren Henson. Uh, it's going to be lit. Uh, it's an action comedy. Um, I got a series right now on Amazon Prime called Decisions, which I'm going into writing for the second season of that. Uh, just doing the thing right now. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm the right decision, goddamn! I'm just trying to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so follow me, man. I, I, if I'm doing something, I'm always gonna post it, so you can always keep up with what's going on. All right, and that has been another episode of Candy Kids TV. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share with your mama and them. If you ain't ready, clown, don't come to the circus because that's what we do over here. Okay, and right? We are streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, all that shit. Get it together and go ahead and follow. I holla. What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo. What singer do? What singer do? Hey, cuz. What singer do, cuz? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only do, the word do. Do. Say, same genre. Do. What? Do. Do, 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 do. Do 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 do
You got your family and they need you there. But I try to resist being last on your list. But no other girl's gonna do. Order your copy today at sinkadoo.com. <laughs>